Hey everybody, this is Kevin Heffernan. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, thanks for joining us. Um, this week, Steve and I found ourselves driving around in a car again. Um, and so we decided to pop off another uh, podcast for you guys because uh, uh, we owed you some stories. We owed you uh, part two of our back to school episode. Um, we wanted to tell a bunch of our stories from college, a uh, story about how we met, a story about how uh, Lemmy didn't make it all the way through, uh, but it brought up a bunch of stories, so it was great. Uh, so we just drove, we shot the shit, pictured yourself in the car with us, having some snacks, having some laughs, um, and enjoy. Um, this week, hey, we're going to Nashville. We'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. At Zany's, um, October 3rd through 5th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, so if you're in that area, come see us. And then we got a couple of dates coming up. After that, um, we're going to be in Edmonton at the Ranch Roadhouse on one night only, a Thursday, October 17th in Edmonton. Uh, and then November 7th, 8th, and 9th, we'll be in St. Louis. At the Funny Bone in Valley Park. Um, after that, what do we got? We'll be in Rochester. Back in New York. Upstate. We'll be at the Comedy Club, Daisy Dukes. In Rochester, New York on November 21st to 23rd. And then we'll be um, at Flappers. We'll be in L.A. We're going to do some local shows. December 6th and 7th. So, um, we'll put all that stuff up on the website. You can check for tickets. And then, uh, we're going to shoot a new stand-up special. Um, uh, we booked it up. We're going to be, we're going to do it in New Orleans. New Orleans. Friday, January 24th. We're going to, uh, shoot our stand-up special, our new special in New Orleans. And so, uh, we'll put that information up too, but you got to come out. Maybe we'll get you on the camera. If you're laughing, that is. You gotta laugh. Um, but anyway, that's the schedule for the next couple of months. So uh, if you're in any of those places, come see us. Again, we'll put it up on the web- website, heffernandlemmy.com. We'll put it up on the Facebook page, Heffern and Lemmy. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Heffern and Rules. Lemmy is at Steve Lemmy. Um, also, today, a new episode of Fatty and Taddy went up. Episode 6. I think you're going to like that. Go over to YouTube, type in Fatty and Tatty. You'll find all the episodes. F-A-T-T-Y and T-A-T-T-Y. Um, we just shot six more episodes. Just this past weekend. So um, there'll be a lot more Fatty and Tatties coming at you soon. We had a lot of fun. Got some friends to come join us. Some people you like to see. Some surprise guests. Huh? Huh? Pretty good. Um, all right. Hey, uh, we got our sponsor, K1 Speed. Let me give them a little uh, a little love in here. Um, this episode is brought to you by our friends at K1 Speed. If you have the need for speed, K1 is the place to race. The premier indoor kart racing center in the U.S. 100% emissions-free European-style electric go-karts. Those are the ones that go fast, baby. Reaching speeds of 45 miles per hour for adults and juniors. 
Feed your need for speed seven days a week. If you haven't experienced the thrills of racing a K1, do yourself a favor and find a location near you. Or you can go on the Chewing It web page. The web page for the Chewing It podcast. There'll be a coupon. And you can hit the coupon. It'll save you some money when you go down to K1 and rip up the racetrack. It's like what Lemon and I did in this car this week. Go down there, do it uh, safely and in a more fun way. At K1 Speed. Um, all right. Thanks, K1 Speed. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for it. It's all our business, all our news. Um, now you can just sit back and enjoy. So uh, enjoy and chew it. Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it and this other guy Steve. Chew it from the TV and the movies and now this podcast stream. Chew it, they're gonna get chewy. Chew it, they might even get me. Chew it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Hey everyone, this is Steve. Hey, this is Kevin. And uh, welcome to another episode of Chewing It. This is going to be back to school, part two. Yeah. We should excuse ourselves first, though. We're on the road. Once again, we're driving. Yeah. So if you hear that uh, hum and that uh, the howl of the wind, it's because we're on the road. Yeah, I don't, right. give, I don't give a shit about apologizing for the hum, but Kevin is a bit of a, uh, an audio uh, file. Well, I think, you know, people uh, uh, can tell... When you have the creamy microphones uh, at Nerdist.com and Katie's running the board, you know, versus me and you sitting in the car somewhere, I think you can tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, no, you can definitely tell the difference. I actually, I've grown to quite love our road podcasts. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're just kind of like a little free-form uh, bullshit session. Yeah. And like you're sitting in the back seat with us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you are coming along on our road trip, and we're stopping off at the Quickie Mart for some Slim Jims and A&W Rupee or New Who. Yeah. And uh, we're going to, you know, drive along and fart up this car real nice yeah. with some stories. Uh, but it's funny because, so this road trip, we are actually not on tour this weekend. Um, this road trip, though, is Kevin and I coming back from the Mojave Desert where we were shooting a short film for a filmmaker named Rod Blackhurst who is a young, aspiring filmmaker who actually went to Colgate University with us. And we started talking about Colgate, and we decided, hey, let's tell some more Colgate stories. We still, you know, have to finish up the back-to-school. Right, like we told the whole uh, you and your trials and tribulations of high school. Yeah. But we stopped. We didn't get to college. No, we stopped. And there's some juicy shit in there. There's some juicy shit um, all over the place. Yeah. And, uh... You know, I, I wish... Here's the, the one downside of being on the road is that we don't know what we have talked about previously. <laughs> and so you always run the risk of, uh, of a little repetition, but I don't think it's going to happen today. You think we're turning into, like, old men? Like we're going to tell the same stories over and over again? Have I ever told you about how Kevin was a lawyer in two states? Oh, I'm glad I got that in here to this episode. Oh, there you go. So, you know what? It's like there has been, um, you know, we talk about the fact that sometimes people like the chewing and some t- people don't like the chewing. Um, I actually got a couple of tweets from people who were complaining about the fact that a few episodes had gone by without us 
mentioning the fact that you were a lawyer in two states. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, this is a nice way to get it back in. Sure. We just organically riffed it right back in there. I love it. Sure. Um, So Kevin, okay, so Kevin and I, we we met at Colgate. I was a freshman. Kevin was a sophomore. Yep. Um, Our... Our meeting, our, our introduction. I to guess each a lot other. of people ask us that, right? Like what, uh, how we met? Yeah, they do, and it was inauspicious to say the least. Kevin, what? Uh, oh man, you know what just happened? Is Kevin uh, did the equivalent of saying like, "Hey, I'm bored. Let's go brush our teeth." He he slipped me one of his nasty breath strips because I guess my breath smells. Can you hold this while I? Uh... <laughs> We're sharing a mic, bro. Let's freshen up each other, each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's get fresh on each other. I got. You want to freshen yourself up? Yeah, sure. I already did. Already put it. Okay. All right. Just you know, it's courtesy. You know what that was? That was all those wasabi peas. Hey, I know it is. It's Trader it's Joe's wasabi. Trader Joe's wasabi peas. Here's oh. something. A little Kevin Heffernan uh, trivia before we get into it. Kevin Heffernan is not like Trader Joe's. Uh oh, we just lost a sponsor. Uh, well, you know, I think the problem is that. They should send us a care package to let you know how awesome they are. To win me over? Because I love Trader Joe's. You know, I mean, I just, you know, it's just like, it's like trendy versions of things that I already like. Sure, like a gourmet beer. Yeah, or like, you know, if I want Oreos, I'm going to eat Oreos. Yeah. I'm not going to eat, like, JoJo's. Okay. You know what I mean? Don't give me a box of JoJo's if I want Oreos. You know what I'm saying? Is JoJo's a real thing? Is that yeah, the, yeah? That's like their trendy Oreo with like you know palm trees and a toucan on the package or something. You know what I mean? Sure, that's like their version of Corona beer is Trader Jose's. <laughs> right, right. So that's that's just my knock on it. So, but is it just Trader Joe's, or do you like, uh, or are you disdainful towards anybody who tries to compete with the man? Uh, I don't know if that's competing with the man. Or the, I think they're trying to say that, hey, maybe we're cooler than the average Joe. Okay, okay. And uh, Kevin is very pleased with himself for that one, yeah, I can tell. And, uh, he, he licked his lips in self-satisfaction. Shop here. Shop here. But whatever. What were we talking? Forget about Trader Joe's. What were we talking about? We're talking about college, back to school. So Kevin and I met each other, and it was uh, it was not auspicious. We, yeah. uh, you know, Kevin. I think. Well, actually, you should probably tell the story from your point of view. Well, we. Um, I was in a fraternity, Beta Theta Pi. I can say that, right? Yeah. They're not gonna sue me. Uh, and uh, I was a sophomore. Steve was a, a freshman pledging that fraternity, or. Planning to pledge that fraternity, one or the other, right? I I was just partying at that moment. I was just partying. You were just partying. And so um, we would have these big parties in our uh, fraternity house and uh, up at Colgate University. It was very wintry, always very wintry up there. So it was cold, you know. So people would come down to the parties. They'd have winter coats on, and they'd take their winter coats off and just throw them out the, in the living room, whatever. It is a huge pile of winter coats. And um, so one night I was leaving the party. And I went to go put my winter coat on, and it wasn't there. My coat wasn't there. And uh, I was kind of pissed off, because obviously someone stole my winter coat. I had to go around for a couple of weeks with no winter coat. And it's cold there, right? Yeah. So a couple of weeks later, I have another party, and a uh, big pile of coats on the floor. And boom, there's my coat. I see it. I'm like, holy shit, there's my coat. And I grab my coat, and I pick it up. And the thief who had stolen my coat had, you know, intelligently <laughs> left 
his college ID in the coat pocket. Mm. Looked at the college ID, and the college ID said Stephen Carlos Lemmy. Yeah, that's me. And I was like, who is this Hispanic panic? Oh, yeah, there you we know, go. Who's this guy? You didn't realize it was the Manhattan Latin. That's right. And I was like, who's this guy? And then somebody's like, oh, he's one of the guys who's trying to get into the fraternity. I was like, he stole my coat and then was dumb enough to leave his fucking ID in there? And so uh, I went looking for him, and I found him on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Cutting it up. Cutting up to, like, Tone Loke or something like that. Yeah, something 90s-ish. Funky Cole Medina. Right. And, or the, uh, probably more like the wild thing. Right, more like uh, Hava de Gila or something like that. No, know. no, no. Fucking, I was oh. out there grinding it up, like doing a fucking lombada with somebody on the dance floor. And uh, I said, hey, you stole my coat. He said, no, I didn't. I said, yeah, you did. I found your college ID in the pocket. And then you said, wow, the guy who stole your coat must have been the same guy who stole my college ID. Boom. That's called fast thinking. So smart. That's called fast thinking. So quick on your feet. Yeah. So, you know, so then Kevin didn't like me. and no, uh, not at all. And he didn't want me to be in the fraternity. He spoke against me. <laughs> and uh, I still got in. Which actually translated into, you know... Uh, oh, wait. But you, uh, uh, from your perspective, you, you don't think that you necessarily did anything wrong by stealing that coat. Well, no. I mean, the way, you know, Colgate was, that coat pile... It was commonplace, like, to, to lift coats off the pile because for freshmen, we were living at the top of a, a giant hill called Cardiac Hill that people actually, like, had died on that hill as the legend went <laughs> in the wintertime because, like, they would... Slack college kids had heart attacks on them? Well, they just slip and fall and pass out and then, you know, and then get snowed on. <laughs> and then wake up frozen. Yeah. and uh, wake up. And it was just a big, long haul. And it was fucking cold. It was like, all right, you know, I got to walk up this thing. It's probably, like at least a quarter of a mile up that hill. And uh, so, you know, you'd lift a coat off the pile, you'd find one, and, you know, and then it was yours. And that was just the way it went. And it happened to me. Like, I, I coats of mine went missing. I mean, that's no excuse. No, because I didn't steal them. No, but here's where you were dumb. Like, if you lived in that fraternity house, why would you throw your coat on the pile and just not walk it up to your room? Well, because sometimes you uh, had to go to a lady's house after the party, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you could still, you know, have time to get up get your coat from your room sure. I, what I'm saying is from my point of view it was snowing out suddenly and I had to get back up the hill and I needed a coat and I went sifting through them all and what I found was like this gigantic overcoat and I tried it on and it wrapped around me like at least two times like you know <laughs> like it made me a little burrito all right a little lemmy burrito yeah like it, it like I did look like a muumuu you know right. I had, like I was wearing a muumuu and uh and the best part was, put my hand in the pocket, and there was a jumbo Snickers bar. <laughs> and you have to Which know... Which I was saving for later. Yeah, you have to know, Queen, that um, that was the selling point for that coat for me. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I ate the fucking shit out of that I'm sure you did. jumbo Snickers bar all the way, laughing all the way up the hill. I'm sure you did. The problem is, I was so fucked up. You know, what happens then is you don't remember necessarily where you got that coat. Right. And, uh, you know, because it could have been from the other fraternity I stopped off at that night. Sure, sure. You're so popular. Our rivals. You're so popular. I was also courting. Yeah. Um, and so there's a possibility that, like, I just woke up with a coat and was like, I don't even know where this came from. Or, like, thought somebody else took it or something like that. But here's the thing, Lemmy. Yeah. Your history uh, goes against the idea that you're some innocent. Okay. 
your history, particularly some of the shit that happened to you freshman year, uh, says that, uh, you know, maybe you are the kind of guy who steals a coat uh, oh. with malicious intent. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm a thief. Right. I'm a thief. Sure. I have been stealing, you know, I've stolen some great things. Sure. I, I stole a boom box out of a fucking a store one time. What? Yeah, and uh, when I went to boarding school in Colorado, You're fucking degenerate. And uh, but you know, and it's funny because like the first thing I ever stole, I was probably like, you know, I'm gonna say I was like seven years old or something. We all went to the supermarket. My whole family took a little adventure, and I stole a pack of baseball cards. Right. And my. And what did the rest of your family steal? What? <laughs> no, no, no. They were, they were good. They were good. Oh, okay. They were honest. Well, what happened was that like. My sister and I decided to race home, and while we were running home, the pack of baseball cards fell out of my pocket. Right. And my dad lifted them up, and he said, eh, where did you get these? Right. And I was like, um, I don't know. Right. And he said, did you steal these from the a supermarket? <laughs> and I, I, I guess I confessed, and he said, we are going back right now, and you are going to apologize to the, the manager of the a supermarket okay. and tell him what you did. Good for him. Yeah, no, like... Th- I don't understand. If your parents are so moral and upstanding, how did you turn out like this? I mean, how did you end up being the thief that you are? Well, the problem is, was that they... My my mom was a teacher at this at that very wealthy private school in New York, Dalton. Yeah. And so I always had a sense of not having as much as anybody else. Oh, blame on everybody else. Okay, I get you. No, but this is a real thing, you fucking cock. Like, I would go to my friends' houses. Right. And a lot of them, like, their parents owned, like, brownstones or they would have, like, you know, one of my friends, his, like, uh, well, like, Bellin, for instance, you know. Well, who just hold on a second. I'm, you did that at seven years old. But that's right. a, that's an innocent thing, stealing a pack of baseball cards. Okay. And my dad did, went through the proper thing. He made me go back. I did apologize to the guy. I said, oh, sorry, I gave him back the baseball cards and he, that's, that's the way you're supposed to do it for a parent. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't take and that, sure. <laughs> but it was just because, like, you know, it was hard. Like, go, Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what it comes down to, bro. Yeah, well. you whack you. You don't even fucking, you don't even know what it was like going to that school. Okay. You can't put yourself in my shoes. Okay. That was like seeing kids who had tons of shit. Yeah. And, like, and even though I'm not by any stretch of the imagination were we impoverished or starving or anything like that yeah. it felt like it you know yeah. like I was embarrassed to have girls over at my house right you know because they were all rich or they had like dated other rich guys you know it was, sure the, yeah. that's the nice towel story yeah after Christmas you know we'd, I'd come back to school all the kids would be fucking tan suntan from their like trips to the Bahamas and uh-huh. shit not me I'd be pasty white right they would all have like Tons of Christmas presents. Who fucking who? All right. Well, it. I learned. I learned. Before you cry, should we uh, jump to that? I learned how to fu- survive. I learned how to survive on the streets. You did, Queen. Yeah. Stealing baseball cards. Well, and then I stole a, a boom box from a, a, a store in the mall. And did your dad make you return that? Too? It wasn't there, buddy. I kept that <laughs> thing. I actually, you know what? I actually gave it to a friend of mine. I had you a boombox already. I just stole it. Well, they dared me. They were like, you're from New York City. You're a good thief. I was like, yeah. And I went in, you know, and it was one of those places that had the inventory underneath the display. Like, they had all the boxes of the inventory. 
And I actually went and asked them. I was like, hey, do you guys have a bag? I asked the people behind the counter for, like, a bag, a shopping bag. They're like, yeah, sure. And they gave one to me. Right. And then I just went and, like, opened it up and fucking somehow, I don't know, you know, I slid the box into the bag. Okay. And walked out of there with it. Boom. And what happened was then we were in the van because this was a weekend trip to the to the school or yeah. to, to the mall. We were in the van. We were waiting for one of the kids. and But all of a sudden... This like uh, a security van, right? Pulled up at at our van, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! Uh-huh. They're coming for me!" And instead, they had another kid, a Fountain Valley kid, in the van with them, or in their you know patrol car, and they had caught him stealing a little candy bracelet that you like put around your wrist and eat the candy right. off of. Right. And that kid uh, got caught and then got suspended and put on probation for six weeks at our school. Right. Meanwhile, You're I've got a... you sitting on top of your boombox? A stolen boombox. Wow. I also stole a girl's house one time. That's a whole other story. <laughs> I, I know. You say, how do you steal a house? Yeah. I'll tell you. Okay. July 4th weekend, mm-hmm. we went out to the Hamptons. She uh, opened up her doors to us. She said, hey, I'm here for this night. We'll have a party here. You can sleep over. And in the morning, I'm going to meet my parents... You know, I'm going to JFK. We're going to meet my parents in Europe. Okay. There's another one of these rich girls. Yeah, okay. And she said, just lock up and then drive the keys over to my friend's house, you know, and then... That's dumb. That'll be that. That's dumb. That was dumb. Meanwhile, we didn't have a place to stay that weekend. So the next day... Right. We were like, let's just... We were like, let's just um, uh, bring the keys back but leave all the doors unlocked. Okay. And then stay at this house. Okay. Which is what we did. And it was kind of a mansion. Yeah. In, uh, I think it was West Hampton. And the entire weekend, we threw parties. Like, we were meeting people in town and bringing them back. Uh-huh. And having, like, great parties at the house all July 4th weekend. Wow. And, uh, and didn't get caught. You're like a professional thief. I am a pro thief. Okay, so now, freshman year at Colgate. Right. Um, so that was a mistake li- leaving my that was careless on my part yeah I was mad at myself I don't you know Steve Lemmy doesn't get caught stealing shit sure 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 but you do you did that year yeah so what happened was um, there was a friend of ours who worked in the school dining hall right. and this story uh, we put in the movie Puddle Cruiser yeah we did our first movie right okay um, so a, a guy we knew Worked in the uh, the school dining hall, the freshman dining hall at the top of Cardiac Hill. Right. And he had told us that at night, they actually didn't lock the back door. Uh-huh. It was closed, but you could open it. And that was so that, like, certain deliveries, like the bread deliveries, they would just show up. Sure. And they okay. could open the back door and just put it in there. Right. And so he told, uh, he told me and my friend um, uh, Marky. Right. About that. Okay. And uh, Marky was another um, pledge of our fraternity. Another ne'er do well, like yeah. yourself. Oh my God, he was like he was me times ten. Okay. You okay. know, like cocky. Right. Right. You know, thinks he's all that. Right. Thinks he can dance. Sure. And uh, anyway, so this one night we were walking by, we we're like, let's uh, let's see if that's true. Okay. And so and now one night you mean like it's like four in the morning you've been drinking one night four in the morning we were drinking at beta we were pledges already right we this is towards the end of the school year oh I know I know and uh, and probably you had already tried to not let me into the fraternity we did. And, and I then, got and in. this thing happened and then it 
besmirched us yet again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't really have any blowback on the fraternity. It did, actually. But go ahead. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear about that. I can't wait to hear what you fabricate. <laughs> and so um, we, decided, we we tried the back door, and it was open. Yeah. And so we... Score! We went in, and we were, you know, we were drunk and stoned. Sure. It was four in the morning. Sure. Starving. Kitchen breaking, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And now we're in the school dining hall, the university dining hall. Yeah. And we're just eating food with the like salad bar. Shit, man. Oh my god. With the salad bar, we had the cereal bar, like we got in, we got some of their cold food products, like cold cuts. Right. You can eat ice cream and everything. Then we uh, we got into the employees' uh, locker rooms. Okay. And started wearing, you know, we were trying on the, the uniforms. We had like the <laughs> visors and the hats. Right, right. <clears throat> and what happened was that we called a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, and to invite him, he lived in the dorm across the, the like the road from from this. We we wanted to call him up. Right. This is pre cell phone. These are landlines. Sure. And so we picked up the phone, and th- <laughs> there were, there was just an operator on the other end. Yeah. And she was like, "Hello." And I was like, "Oh, hey, I was trying to make a phone call." And she's like, "Who are you trying to call?" And so like I gave her the number for the dorm. <laughs> And she called it, or you know, the, you know. But now this is now we're in like you know America's dumbest uh, criminal kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Didn't gotcha. know that yet. Gotcha. Okay. Didn't realize that at this moment, the authorities are on their the, way. The the lights are going now. Yeah. The alert has been signaled. Yeah, because this operator, for those of you who have not figured out what's going on, the operator has seen there's a phone call, there's somebody inside the dining okay. hall. There is a phone call coming from inside the dining hall. Yeah, it is. I've clearly spoken with a student. Who is trying to call a dorm. Right. Because I said to her, oh, yeah, I'm trying to call up my friend and invite him over to where I am right now. And so she connected me. <laughs> and you did on the line? So I, then... Hey, dude, I'm down in the thing and... Yeah. We were like, hey, we're over at Saga, which was the name of the dining hall. We're right. Like, we're here. We're just eating. The back door is open. you got to come and party with us. And... Brilliant. Um, so before he was able to make it to us... Yeah. Lucky for him. Lucky for him. You know, we were... Uh, Marky and I were, were actually walking out of the dining hall. Right. And opened the back door to leave. And there was a Colgate security car right there. Right. And the guy was like, stop right there! <laughs> and we stopped. And then there was another... A female officer had come through the saga. They had come from all entrances. Right. And she was right behind us. We didn't even know there was a, sure. an officer of the law in the dining hall at that point in time. Right. And so then they were like, okay, freeze, freeze right there. And they caught us. They had us in the dining hall, you know, holding cereal, wearing the visors. Right, right. And, you know, the woman said, okay, fellas, empty your pockets. Right. And so right. I emptied, you know, like, like pockets, you know, my jeans, like the back pockets, the front pockets. And she said, okay, and, uh, and your jacket pocket. Right. The front one. And I reached in, and there was a, a condom <laughs> in there. And I didn't want to take it out. She's like, what's in your pocket? I was like, uh... She's like, empty your pocket. And so, like, I pulled it out and dropped it on the floor. And it, like, hit the floor with a smack. <laughs> and I remember it was like, she looked at it, and she just said, uh, please retain your device. <laughs> Was there ever, like, was it ever, like, a sexual moment? Like, she's a female, 
uh, officer, and you're like, um, you know, you're the virile young dude. Oh, hell yeah, this was like porn 101 right, right here. exactly, exactly. You know, like, I'm actually surprised she and I didn't start boning right there. <laughs> right. But it was like, there was Retain a moment. Retain your device. Yeah, she, she had to, she came back hard like that because... What, she made me empty my pockets, and a condom fell out. And you're you're man and woman on this planet Earth. You can't help but feel that one thought, which is like, there's a there's me and this woman, or for her, it's like me and this college boy, and there's a, a condom between us. Like we could have a party. Sure, sure. But so I picked up my condom. You retained your device, but I, left everything else for your pockets down. Left everything else, yeah. Okay. So for the future, if you've got your you know your drugs, put them in the condom packet. Sure. They'll have, have you pick that back up. Anyway, so then they um, they put us in the back of one of the uh, the Colgate security cars. They cuff you? Didn't cuff us. Okay. Okay, but now what happened was the cops, the real cops, the Hamilton cops, right, had gotten wind of this thing. Okay. I don't know if they were like listening to the on the radio right. or something like that. It's hot. It's hot. It went out over the wire. They showed up on the campus. Are they allowed to do that? Oh yeah, yeah. They showed up because okay. you know I guess what what breaking and entering, bro. Breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately they wanted I, B and E, yeah, and and robbery. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, because we had uh, stolen. They said we'd stolen the uniforms and okay. we had stolen food. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. You give it back. Give him the food back, bro. I'll get. Uh, yeah, here. I'm gonna stick my finger down my throat. You can have it. But so what happened was, is then the police wanted to commandeer this. They wanted to take this collar. Sure, yeah, we got this one. Don't worry about it. You're out of your jurisdiction. You're out of your jurisdiction. Yeah, this is this is a college campus. This is our jurisdiction. This is the town of Hamilton. All right. You guys were like a hot potato right there. Bro. Yeah, and they had us separated now. Like, they, yeah. I was in one squad car. Uh, Mark, oh, that's to get your stories. Marky was in the other one. Oh, yeah. And uh, That's police 101 right there, bro. Yeah, and there was a bread truck outside. Mm-hmm. The cops showed up. They started wrapping the police line do not cross tape around the bed truck, the bread truck, <laughs> and across the back doors of the... I mean, they had the fucking police line do not cross right. shit going on. They were taking this very seriously. For the, a couple of kids... For a couple of kids breaking into the kitchen. Yeah, so the cops won and got us away from Colgate wow. Security. okay. So now we had to go to the lockup. And they put us in the in the holding cell. Yeah. And booked us. They fingerprinted wow. us. Okay. And uh, you know, while we were in there, like the local cop, that like the chief, you know, Officer Frank or Hank, whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were actually starting to have a good time. Like we started making fun of the Colgate security, like how important they thought they were. Sure, sure. And then uh, you know, he took our fake IDs and put them in. He had a giant catalog, like a photo album. With fake IDs. Right. Of every fake ID he had stolen. Or he had confiscated. And he confiscated. Yeah. yeah, confiscated. And it was funny because it was like, it's all in chronological order. Okay. So, like, I recognize a ton of, like, the, the most recent page. <laughs> right, right. And uh, you're like, oh, there's that guy. And you see their funny, you know, fake yeah. ID name. Like, yeah. my, my fake ID, my name was Steve Shasta. Right. We've told that story before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah. anyway. So... They sentenced us. So what happened was now that the, the town wanted to uh, to get us as felons. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Not a misdemeanor. They were like, no, breaking Suddenly, and entering. This is escalating, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a felony is a real fucking deal. Sure. And so we hired a local lawyer and, you know, who told the judge, he was like, I mean, honestly, what you're charging them with is stealing cereal. Right. You're charging these guys as cereal thieves. This is college people. Come on. Yeah. Cereal. And he's right. And he was right. It's a little college prank. Yeah. So we got, uh, 
sentenced to um, a year's worth of probation. Okay. And if we got... Time served. If we got through that probation without committing any other crimes, we would... uh, Our fingerprints were going to be delivered back to us. (laughs) Okay. And then we would only have to say we ever got arrested, but not convicted. Right. Um, So a year probation, and we had to do 100 hours of community service. Sure. Now... That was... A hundred hours? A hundred hours. Okay. Meant to be served... This is at the end of the school year. Meant to be served at the beginning of sophomore year. Okay. And Marky didn't come back for sophomore year because his parents were like, we're taking you out of here. Right, right. That, 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 this incident bounced him right out of the school. Yeah. Okay. His parents were like, all right, you got to shape up. You're, you're drunk and, and partying and your grades suck. And you're stealing cereal. Yeah. Me, however, I came back and had to do the community service. And uh, I remember the first day I did it at uh, the... Uh, the hospital, the local hospital. Right. And um, one day, the first day was digging ditches. Right. Like literally digging ditches? Literally outside. Like for a purpose or just like get your dirt out of my hole? No. Kind of okay. They had given us to the hospital. They said they're going to do their 100 hours here. And the hospital hadn't figured out anything for like okay. a drunk sophomore. And then also... Now, who are you with here? Who are you... I don't know if I can say the guy's name, but he was a star defenseman on our ice hockey team. Okay. I'll just call him Bishop. Okay. In honor of Lance Henriksen and the fact that we just passed his house. Okay, okay. Um, how about that Lance Henriksen episode, everybody, huh? Good, good stuff. But so this guy's, uh, I'll call him Bishop. He was like six foot seven, a right. defenseman on the ice hockey team. And he was in trouble. He got in trouble for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Oh, he buy some booze for somebody? Else? He had bought some booze for a kid who just happened to be the son of the judge that was seeing over our trial, Oops. presiding over our trial. Oops. And so he got a smack on the wrist, but it was community service also. Okay. So he and I, you know, it, it was like, is it literally like the biggest guy in the school and the yeah. smallest guy in the school? <laughs> digging ditches. And he's digging at a rate of like four to one, you know, right. amount of soil being removed from that hole. <laughs> right, right. You know, meanwhile, I'm like getting blisters. He's like, he's shoveling shit with his dick. Right. Right. And, uh... Let me help you there, little fella. Yeah, here, let me get that for you and pick me up by the, the skin on the back of my neck and, you know, set me aside. Right. Um, but then he and I did, um, whatever. I feel like the story's gotten really fucking boring. Did you bond? Uh, we did bond, and then we also, um... But it was one of those things we bonded during the community service, and then after it was over, we would, uh, we unknew each other. Okay, like you'd see each other pass by and yeah. look the other way. I said by a couple, I said hi a couple of times, and then it was like, all right, we, yeah. you and I, we come from different worlds. Yeah. It's, this is like Romeo and Juliet without the romance. Right. At one point, we were linked by our shame, and now we don't want to acknowledge our shame Yeah, and anymore. he's he's like, I'm going to go back to hanging out with my big hockey uh, friends. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go back to fucking laying pipe. How's that sound? Hey, yeah. Right right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, I served my community service. I did. Okay. I worked in the. Uh, did you do 100 hours? I did 100. I, I did like 40. Okay. And then the hospital was like, just like they told me, they're like, just fucking, just put in whatever hours you want. We'll sign it. Right. They're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. You know, and, it, and what it was was that there was like one day where I was working in like the, um, I guess it was the geriatric ward. It was just, you know, it was, it was the, um, you know, just it was all old people. And it was really scary, actually. Yeah. And I was like, you know, they wanted us to like replace, like fix the roofs, and neither of us could fix the roofs. And they're like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like these kids are so not handy. Yeah, what are they doing here? Yeah. All right. Sorry about that fucking long, boring story. No, that's okay. It's a good, that's good. The schools tend to sometimes colleges tend to blow things out of proportion a little bit. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was it. I was scared. I was like, ju- we had kids that one, or one year a bunch of dudes 
went up a hill and chopped down a Christmas tree, dragged it down to the fraternity house to have a Christmas tree in the house. Yeah. And it was like somebody had, you know, committed, like, genocide. You know what I mean? It was like... Well... I mean, I get it, you know, but they called... They chopped down a Christmas tree. I mean, give me a goddamn break. Well, except that what what had happened was those trees were like... They were like Siberian sequoia Whatever. trees. Whatever. They're fucking trees. And there are zillions of them up there. Oh, man, don't say that. We just lost all the tree huggers. Just <laughs> lost all the tree huggers. No, no, but they, I guess that they had flown... They'd imported those trees, and they were like $10,000 trees. And speaking of the world's dumbest criminals, yeah, what the cops did is they just followed... Because the, the guys didn't... Totally. I'm not defending what they did, because... It was stupid. They just dragged it down a hill. Yeah, they didn't carry it. They dragged yeah, it. Yeah, and they followed the thing right up the fucking steps. They followed the, the path of the, the yeah. fur needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the beta house. Yeah. And found the tree. I remember. No, no, I know. And, those, and that really besmirched the house. It did. It did. And, uh, uh, you know, but whatever. It's a goddamn... They cut down a Christmas tree. Who gives a shit? But are you telling they killed somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But those guys got in serious trouble, and the house... They did. The house so did we, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but now, okay, so, like, you... Are you saying, like, you didn't get into any mischief when you were a freshman? Uh, I, I probably got into some mischief. I didn't get caught. I was probably a little more bumbly... Bumbly-stumbly than, than criminally, like you are. You know what I mean? Like... Bumbly... Oh, like, uh... Like, what, like how like, bumbly-stumbly? Like, uh... You know, one of my memorable moments from freshman year was, um, you know, they would have, uh, it's just, they're, they're embarrassing, they're more embarrassing moments, like, you'd see them in, like, a, in a movie, you know, where the, you know, fat kid does something, embarrass himself. Oh, so you had fat kid issues? Well, like, for example, uh, uh, my freshman year, um, they would have, you know, uh, big authors come and read, you know. Excerpts from their work to the okay. school, and so um, this was like January, middle of winter, and John Irving was coming. John Irving was coming to read from uh, the book A Prayer for Owen Meany. Okay, which is an amazing book. Right? It's amazing, but tough yeah. to tough to get into. By the way, I've tried three times to get into. No, it. it's fantastic. It's amazing. And uh, but did you did you read it the first time? Because a lot of people, I yes, guess, have trouble with like the first. Hundred pages. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I just thought it was super dull, but I've okay. heard it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. And I keep it's meaning. One of my I keep meaning to get back into and meanie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go. So anyway, what a great thing, John Irving himself coming to read from this book. So uh, uh, I said, I'm going to this. I'm going there, and I end up going uh, with uh, the girl who was my wife's best friend. Who my who the girl became my wife. This is her best friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're... they were roommates in college, and we decided uh, we would go. We would go down there and, and listen to the John Irving thing because uh, we were both interested in it. And uh, she had like blown out her knee. I can't remember like crew. She was rowing crew or, or rugby or something. And she was uh, I don't know if it was an Achilles tendon or whatever. She's on crutches. Yeah, and it's icy and shitty. And you know I'm helping her down there, and we get down to this. Uh, Event and the whole school's there. It's in the place called the Hall of Presidents, this gigantic hall, and the whole school's there because it's John Irving coming to the middle of nowhere to read his book. Yeah. So we hobble in there and we sit down, get find two seats in the middle of it, and uh, everyone's waiting for John Irving to come on. 
And I turn around, and behind me, there's probably like 50 fraternity guys from the fraternity I'm trying to get into. Okay. Sitting directly behind me, and they're giving me shit. I'm with this girl, whatever. And, um, uh, and it wasn't a date or anything, just we were both interested, you know. And, and uh, still, she's her, her name is Sarah Corbett, actually. Sarah Corbett. And she's a, she's a big-time author now. Yeah, she's on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a House in the Sky. Yeah. It's her new book, House in the Sky. Check it out on New York Times. There's a nice little, there's a little plug. There's a little plug. Sarah Corbett's book, House in the Sky. This is also to show that, you know, we hung around with some... You know, while we make our fart jokes, we hung around with some people who uh, are considerably talented. Yeah, we may be crude, but we know nice people, we too. Nice people. Okay, so uh, Sarah and I sit down in our seats... And uh, hugely crowded, big event, all these guys sitting behind us and uh, kind of making fun of me. I got, uh, it's one of those folding chairs, you know, those folding plastic chairs. Yeah, yeah. I sit down in the chair, you know, I'm sitting in there for like maybe five minutes before, kaboom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the chair just collapses underneath me. Like, it disintegrates underneath me. In the Hall of Presidents. In the Hall of Presidents, in front of this huge crowd waiting for John Irving to come on. That that must have been pretty loud because it was loud. It was arms and legs up in the air. It was the most embarrassing thing. And you know, all I could do, I just I just kind of lay there on the ground for a while. Like I didn't even move for a little while because I didn't even know how to play it off. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. And Sarah is embarrassed as hell. Of course. Like she's sitting there and she's with this doofus who just had his chair collapse. Sure, sure. She don't want people to think that you're her boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. And God, oh, it was so embarrassing. And that's, I mean, that's an echoey, that's an echoey hall. Sure. Everyone's laughing. And then as a joke, you know, I got up and someone took away the little smushed chair and uh, someone walked over to me with like a metal chair oh. and the whole place fucking laughed fucking asshole. hysterically fucking asshole who was that do you remember who was one of the guys from the fraternity I don't know Holy I don't shit. know who it was that's, but, uh, that's, that's they awesome they put the metal chair in the place oh. and I waved to the crowd and sat down and holy shit then went on with the rest of the thing but it was a bear. I mean you know it's probably more entertaining than John Irving was but it was it was a tough now, that was that was kind of my M.O. It wasn't stealing shit from the thing. It was like running into situations like that. Okay, so people were like, you know, and who is, who's Kevin Heffern again? You know, oh, he's that, like, fat yeah. doofus. He's who, the fat kid who the chair collapsed, the John Irving like, thing. Oh, Remember that guy? Oh, oh, that guy's a buffoon. No, I bet it was the other way around. They were like, oh, my God, we got to let that guy in the house. <laughs> right. We need a guy like that. Yeah. Because everybody needs a house like that. But, but you had, like... Everyone needs flounder in their fraternity house, right? Oops, sorry, guys. Had a technical difficulty. We're back on. We're back on. We're back. We're back. Um, okay, so but you were you were sort of talking about the the like the the clumsy fat guy thing. That, if I remember correctly, that was your like uh, that was your thing. Because what was that? You had the roommate who? What did he? Yeah, yeah. I had, a, I, had uh, I lived in a suite my freshman year with three other guys, and um, uh, one of them was this like really nice kind of innocent dude from. Uh, the Miami area, like a Cuban guy and a uh, really nice guy. And uh, he was writing a letter home to his uh, friends or his family one day or whatever it was. And uh, I came home and he had left the letter on his desk. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like him writing home to describe how his, you know, new college experiences and he's describing his roommates. 
and uh, he, you know, described the other roommates, and then he left me for last. He said, and my last roommate is a fat, jolly fellow from Connecticut <laughs> named Kevin. <laughs> Does he write in his Spanish accent? Yes. And that's the way he described me, as a fat, jolly fellow from Connecticut. Right. Which you kind of are. Well, like, it's kind of like he was, like, freshman roommates with Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, like Young Santa Claus. By the way, what a great idea for a movie, Young Santa Claus. In college? Santa Claus in college? Yeah. Boom, that's a good idea. Santa Claus in college. Shit. We got to write that down. Yeah, Santa Claus 101. Oh. What's up? (laughs) Yeah. That's a Uh, good idea. Sure, sure. And the, um, you know, the athletic, uh, his phys ed credit could be the reindeer games. What? What? What's up? Um, And then he becomes like the star kicker on the football team. Boom. Boo-hoo. Uh, anyway, that's the way the guy described me, as the fat, jolly kid from Connecticut. Okay. Now, <laughs> Which I guess, you know, whatever. You are... Could be I, worse. I don't really remember you ever as being a jolly fellow. Uh, fat, yes, jolly. Back then, I was certainly jolly. I was not, you know, jaded and weighed down by the pressures of life. Sure, sure. Back then, you know, I mean, you hadn't even gone to law school yet. Sure. I was 18 years old back yeah, then, bro. Yeah, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's right, young, dumb, and full of gum. That's right. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, like, do you think he left that out on the desk for you intentionally? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think he was just a little bit more innocent and clueless and didn't think that anyone would be so crass as to read his personal letters that sure. were sitting on his desk. But he never roomed with Kevin Heffernan That's right. before. That's right. So. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, it's like... So which is less ethical, me to steal, um, you know, baseball cards from a supermarket or you to violate somebody's privacy? You to steal from people. That's worse. I think you violating <laughs> someone's privacy. Although I stole... I stole... A few hearts in your day. Hello. I stole some stuff. That freshman year, I went on a road trip with my friend. A couple of my friends. With your friend? Yeah, my friend. Oh. It wasn't... It wasn't Another even, one of these mysterious friends of yours. Yeah, no, it wasn't voluntary, actually. It was... Uh, I was a pledge at the fraternity, and uh, I got kidnapped by a couple of the older guys. Yeah. And uh, they took me to Lehigh. Okay. Which was, I don't know, maybe four hour, three or four hours away. So you're a pledge now. I'm a pledge, and uh, three guys show up at my door one afternoon mm-hmm. or whatever, and they say, bring your toothbrush, you're coming with us. Yeah. And so I get in the car, and now one of those guys is a... Uh, very high up the ladder at uh, Coors, Molson Coors or whatever. Sure. He's a, he's a, now he's a big executive over there. Yeah. We won't say his name. But, yeah. And is he, uh, is he an executive or is he on the legal team? Well, I mean, he's like kind of, he's so high up, he's kind of both. Okay. You know? Uh, and he gets a lot of free beer, so. Yeah. I haven't got there any of go. that, though. Maybe he could send me some. Yeah, maybe. Um, so anyway, so... Uh, these three guys take me down to the car, and the, and down there are two girls. One is her girlfriend, and, and another girl. And it turns out that uh, her brother's like a big like uh, football player at Lehigh, mm-hmm. and it's his birthday. Okay. And they're throwing some big parties, fraternity football fraternities throwing a big party. Yeah. And so they were going to road trip there anyway. They decided they'd grab a pledge, uh-huh. and that pledge was me. So I had to sit in the back, 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 way back. They called it John Glenn. Yeah. Because you sit like you're in a capsule from yeah. the thing. And so I'm in the way, way back, and we drive all the way to Lehigh. And we go there, and um, we end up going to this f- football fraternity party. And it was like like the Thunderdome or something. It was just fucking ridiculous. Like, we, it's the kind of party we never, ha- what, you know, 
like had in our fraternity. It's like caveman style. Yeah, well, they were like strippers. Okay. And fucking wasted football players. <laughs> sure. And this girl who's, you know, like, would you want your sister there? I don't know. Okay, you're suggesting there's some bad things are going to happen? Well, I mean, you know, there's strippers, and these guys are wasted. And so this particular dude is shit-faced, and his sister shows up with some friends. He's like, ah, you know. And um, the first thing I see, he's got a gigantic herpes sore on his lip. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I see. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, brother. You gravitate towards that? No, no, it's just, you know, I saw it. You couldn't miss it, right? So then... They start drinking, and they start doing these drinking games. Like and we call when we did them at Colgate, we called them Ubangies. I don't know what they called them at Lehigh, mm-hmm. but the Ubangi is like you take like a beer cup, yeah, and you insert the whole perimeter of the mouth area. What do you call it? The whole the mouth hole, the mole mouth hole inside your lips, so it spreads your lips out like a fish. And then you drink the beer down without using your hands. Sure. Right? You, you can picture what I'm talking I can about. picture it. I just can't imagine how it's physically possible. Like, well, those are... You, we did it with the little, you know, 12-ounce cups or whatever. You, yeah. you barely stretch your lips around and you drink it. Yeah. These guys are doing it with the 16-ounce cups. You know, the big party, the red yeah. party cups, yeah. you know? Oh. So this dude, I don't know what his name is, Jimmy, whatever it is. Like, yeah, they're chanting, Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, to do the Ubangi. And he f- sticks the fucking cup inside his lip uh-huh. and the herpes sore pops oh. Oh. now the herpes sore pops oh fucking and shit the, and blood shoots out now he's got blood dripping down his face from his herpes sore dude shirts off wasted strippers and we're like Jesus Christ what the fuck is going on here and so we bolted I feel like that story is more horrifying than the story I told about the cat with his fucking half yeah. his face gone true I mean, it was gross. It's disgusting. It was gross. Okay. So we go. Makes and, me not uh, want to chew it. Yeah. And mm. so uh, uh, we decided to go out and try to find some other fun. And now, Lehigh is a pretty big, you know, fraternity school. There are a lot of fraternities there. There's like a whole hill with all these fraternities. And we decided to start hopping around and see what we could find. We go to the local beta house because we're betas and try to meet at the guys that are kind of dorky there. And uh, they weren't. They were, like, studying or whatever, and we had a beer with them, and then we moved on. Dorks? Studying yeah. in college? Yeah. Dorks. Dorks. On a Friday night, bro. Come on. Dorks. And so uh, we decided to move on, and so we go to... Um... So you don't sound very jolly to me right now, by the way. Go on. Yeah. So we move on. We go around. And we uh... Now, uh, this particular guy, who is now an executive at uh, Bolson Coors, decides... Uh... Let's call him Coorsy. Coorsy. Now, Coorsy decides that... Uh... We're going to steal something from every fraternity house Okay. at Lehigh. Okay. And so I'm a pledge. I have to do what he says. Yeah. Naturally. And so we start going around taking this, you know, here and this there and whatever. And This is like the know. old, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I was just following orders. Yeah. Just following orders. I went behind and this guy forced me to drink this entire bottle of alcohol. Right. This guy forced me to... Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, we go steal shit. It's, you know, a little benign shit. Like you steal, you know, some beers from here and some food from there and whatever it is. And we get back to this beta house and they're all asleep. There's nobody there. And um, we're like, all right, let's see what we got here. And uh, uh, bolted to the wall behind the bar was this big, like, kind of wooden, cartoony picture of a dragon. Mm-hmm. Like a drunk dragon. Yeah. And the dragon is the beta symbol. Yeah. And so immediately, Coorsy's like, we're taking it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's grab it. 
And so we uh, wrenched that thing off the... It's bolted, and it's like one of those, like, wood... Yeah. Pop! And how big? Like, how long is it? It's like five feet long. Okay. It's pretty big. It's okay. pretty big. And so we swipe it, and we wrench it off the wall, we swipe it, run away, and we put it in the car. So the next morning, we wake up, and we drive back from Lehigh. We drive from Lehigh to Colgate, again, about three, four hours. And uh, now it's like Saturday night. And we're hanging out. And all of a sudden, there's this commotion Saturday night. About uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 guys from the Lehigh Beta House Uh-oh. show up at our house. So they knew. They knew that we took it. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how they knew. And how? I was kind of drunk. Yeah. But they knew we took it. And uh, Corsi goes and hides somewhere. Holy shit. And I'm a freshman, so I, I you know, I, what, what do I know? And so Corsi goes and hides somewhere. And they're going to call the cops and whatever it is. And finally, one of them spots it, like, peeking out from behind, like, a curtain or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, they grab their dragon and they get in the car and they drive back to Lehigh. So wait, you guys just, like, left it in the front of the foyer? At the... Well, again, I was a freshman and I had nothing to do with that. And so Coorsy took it and he Coorsy was probably going to try to put it up in the house somewhere. And yeah. Not ever expecting that the Lehigh Betas would travel four hours to come get that they thing. wanted their drunk they dragon. wanted their drunk dragon they were pissed about it yeah so they all stormed in there with glasses on the tape around them and you know oh, oh man one more of those dorky <laughs> those dork comments it's funny because I had a similar thing like that I don't know if you remember this but like it was uh, there was one night this this was actually my senior year uh, okay. I was on crutches and you know that, that reminds me of that story okay 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 um, we'll get to that but uh a friend of mine and I, uh, you know, our friend Jim Sperber, okay, who was named after Sperberry Sperber, Police, Sperberry Police, or inspired us for that. He and I, we had been. I thought we were protecting people's names in this. Oh, not him. Well, I, well, Sperber, because we know. Let's call him Spurby. Well, let's call him just Sperberry. Okay. And uh, and Sperberry, he and I were hitting on the same girl at a bar. Okay. And then at an after party. <laughs> okay. And then she invited the two of us back to her house. For what reason? To hang out. Like expecting to hook up with one of you or both of you? Don't know. Okay. And so Spurberry and I were like, all right, well, I'm not backing off this thing. And both of us were like, you know, all right, may the best man win. Okay. I love it. Hello, healthy competition. And so we went to her house. Now, by the way, like, you know, I mean, this is a guy that I've lived with. Like, we're like we're friends. Sure. So he and I went to her house, and it was like one of those slug fests. Okay. Like, you know, we're drinking, and we're just, like, insulting each other and trying to be hilarious. hmm And at some point, she went to the bathroom. It was a real it was a real nose and nose thing. Right. And I think that both of us at times felt like we could win, but also felt like we could lose. Because when she went to the bathroom, he and I had a very frank conversation, right. which was... Dude, whoever loses this thing, it's going to suck yeah. to lose this competition. Right. And you're like, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. Well, we were also like, we're kind of tired of going head to head, but we're not going to back down either. Yeah. We were like, why don't we both just get out of here? <clears throat> oh, And okay. we were like, okay. Call a truce. And so we did. We called a truce. And we got up and we left while she was in the bathroom. We didn't say goodbye or anything. <laughs> it was just unceremonious. But this is like four in the morning. Okay. And like, you know, I, maybe we were just like, like the testosterone was like flowing freely. Right. And we went by the football fraternity at our at our school. We were going right. down the row. And, like, there were chairs out on the front lawn that were, like, overturned. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
there was like the front doors were wide open. Everything right. was open. There's like no sound coming. Okay. And we just went to check it out. Because you were concerned for their safety. We were like, we want to make sure everybody's okay. <laughs> make sure all the big dudes in the football fraternity are okay. Yeah, because we support Colgate football. All right. And so we went in the house, and there was nobody in there. I mean, everyone was asleep. Right. I guess they'd had some crazy party. Okay. And uh, we were like, we saw the composites on the wall. The composites, for those of you who don't know, are like the big framed uh, composites of all... It's photos of all the brothers in the house. Right. It's like a big picture of every, all the brothers. Yeah. And then you have... The current year, and then next to it is the year before, and then it goes back in time all through the house and down, you know. And so we decided to take uh, two of them. (laughs) And so we took... Why? Well, you know, what happened was that there's a part of the story. We took two chairs first. Okay. And walked those back to our fraternity house. What kind of chairs? Just like wood chairs that you'd find at like a dinner table. Okay. And we were like, that was kind of exciting. Let's go back. Just for the sake of stealing something from the football fraternity? Yeah. It's like sneaking into the lion's den and stealing the pork chop while the lion's falling asleep or something. Yeah, okay, but now we wanted to go back and steal the lion's cubs. Okay, okay. And okay. we just we were like, Let's, we should take some of their composites. Right. Like, that was too easy. Right. And so we went back, and now, I mean, it's like your heart is racing. You're in the, sure. in the football fraternity. Right. And, you know, we lifted the current one off the wall and the one next to it last year's. Okay. And hightailed it out of there. Like, we were, you know, we were, we weren't going down the street now. We were going behind houses. We were going sneaking through <laughs> the bushes and trees. Because you're carrying these giant... Giant composites. Things. They're like three feet by four feet or some shit like that. Yeah, there. and if... And this is one where you really can't get caught. Because if the cops caught us and then we're like, oh, and we're returning the, the composites. Right. These are the two assholes that tried to steal your composites. Right. So they... Um, so we got to our house and we hid the composites. We actually like pried open down in the tap room. Uh-huh. We pried um, open a wooden bench okay. that was attached to the wall in the, yep, in yep, the foosball right room. Yep. And we slid the composites in there and then nailed the thing back shut. <laughs> and then, With the intention of what? Like pulling it out at some point when, when things cooled down? Or yeah, what, yeah, yeah. We didn't know. They, they were our prize. We buried okay. the treasure. Okay. And uh, woke up the next day. Yeah. With the fraternity banging on the on the door, and it wasn't just they didn't know who stole it, but they were going down fraternity row like all these football players. And so they're banging on the Beta House door. Now, yeah, and they want to know who stole the composites. Now right. nobody knows anything about it, right? But Spurberry and I were up in his room, and we're sitting on these chairs, <laughs> and we're not even thinking about those things. Right, 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 right. And so, like, and we don't even realize that as evidence. Cool, bro. We hit it. Yeah, we're we hit the composites. Literally facing each other on these two stolen right. chairs. Right, but those guys wouldn't recognize a stolen chair, would they? I mean, it's a chair. Well, but it's sort of like you know, when you go to like Conan the Barbarian's house, like the chairs are just heavier. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, right. Which of these chairs do not belong? Yeah, it's like right. the three bears. You know, okay. like yeah. Anyway, uh, luckily they did not um, catch us. Okay. And nothing happened. So you guys are looking out there. Now, does anyone else know you stole them by then or no? Um, our immediate group of friends. Okay. Who were, like, giving us so much shit, too, right. and, like, stoking But no fire. one gave you up. No one gave us up. Okay. And then, you know, we had actually forgotten about it. And then a few years later, we were back as alumni, and some brothers were telling us about how they were doing There was a pledge task to, like, rebuild yeah, these uh, these benches, right? And how they opened it up, and they found these DU composites. <laughs> and I was there. I was like, "Well, guess what? <laughs> that was me." Bullshit, oh, dude. Up, now, do you think when they found those, did they return them to DU? 
Um, and then the dudes who returned them like five years ago get the crap beat out of them. Yeah. Fine. The likely fucking story. Tell you what, this is for the asshole who stole them. Boom. Boom. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. But I do remember, like, I, you know, I had good relations with those guys. Like, I used to go party at the DU house. Yeah. And, like, I remember specifically one time, I was so tiny to them. Yeah. That they just, it's talking about, like, the diff, they're different types of parties. That is more of a caveman mentality. They were right. literally throwing me up in the air, the entire house. They would take me and throw me up, like, 20 feet in the air and catch me with their hands. <laughs> right. And I was into it. Sure. I was into it. Sure. Bring but, a little doll. Why were you, what would tell, why were you on crutches? Um... You know, I just remembered another story, the uh, the car driving story. Which, which was what? Which we haven't told. Oh, okay. Tell that. Which was, uh, and then I'll, I'll talk about being in crutches. But uh, another thing that, I, got, I didn't really get in trouble, but like, this is an accident, could have happened to anybody. <laughs> but it was one winter, I was the designated driver. Uh, okay. Because, and I think the reason was I was sick and I was on antibiotics. Oh, okay. And there was a party happening. How noble of you, uh, the designated driver. That's me. Yeah. Noble. Right. There was a party happening up by the golf course, and, and guys wanted to drive there. And so I drove an SUV with four other guys in it. Right. And we were... Actually, there was a girl in, in the car. Okay. And it was a blizzard. Right. It was a major blizzard. You probably shouldn't have been driving. Shouldn't? Well, you know, I mean, a sober person should could have okay. been driving. Yeah. And it was an SUV. Sure, okay. And we were driving on this road, and a deserted road. There were no other cars there. Couldn't really see very well, and all of a sudden... I saw three people in the middle of the street. Whoa. And I slammed on the brakes, but because it was snowing, I was probably going around 30 miles an hour. Because it was snowing, the car skidded and hit all three people. Right. Ouch. And the guy in the middle, and it was weird because they never turned around. Yeah. And which was, it was so bizarre. It was pitch black, you know, and this blizzard, like you think they would have known there was a car coming. Yeah. Like the headlights. But, um, so the dude in the middle went under the car. Okay. And then the people on the outside were thrown to the sidewalk. Oof. Um, and as it turned out, it was two fraternity brothers of ours and a girl. Right. And the, what a coincidence! What a coincidence! What a small world! It is a very small world. <laughs> Happened to run over some friends. All right, right. <laughs> hey, oh, hey guys. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Yeah. What are you been up to? Oh, just walking. <clears throat> uh, the dude who we ran over, like who went under the car. He, yeah. they, I mean, these people were all so layered up. Right. With you know, bundled up. That it was cushioned, and they were landing in in feet of snow. Yeah. It's like this day puff marshmallow man walking around out there. Exactly. Gotcha. Or like, you know, walking around in Kevin Hafferton's overcoat. <laughs> okay, there you go. And uh, so the one kid went under the car. He had told us that he was a... They were, all the people were okay. Yeah. The girl was crying. Right. The other two guys were okay. Yeah. But we took them to the emergency room just to, you know, make sure. Sure, make sure they're okay. And they were released that night. Um, and the following year, the girl actually uh, sued me. She sued me, claiming she had chronic back problems, and, and was trying to squeeze a little money out of me. And yeah. this thing was was going to go like the lawyers were now talking everything, and then you know, our fraternity brother, I, you know, it was fortuitous that uh, that I had contact with him. Right, we were living, you had hit him. Yeah, <laughs> because he he was like, you know, that's so crazy. Because like, I mean, what had happened was they had left the emergency room right. and, and gone and had sex, <laughs> and so right. he told. You know, he told me that. He gave you that little piece of information. He gave a little note. He wasn't suing me. Right. And a light bulb went on over your head. Yeah, and so the lawyer found out about it, and, you know, they brought that up. Like, he, you know, the, he did a deposition, and, like, you know, she copped to it. She said, yes, they did have God, sex. wouldn't it have been sweet if it happened in the courtroom? Yeah. Now, Miss So-and-so, isn't it true that then uh, you went home and had sex 
with Mr. So-and-so? Oh, my God. A murmur would have gone yeah, through the, <gasps> the courtroom. It's a gasp. And then she... would have been a great she, Perry Mason episode. Oh, yeah. And then and then they said... Uh, she says, yes. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, Mrs. So-and-so. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> don't, 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 don't. Order in the court. Well, let me ask you this question. If your back was so injured... How could you be fucking this guy rodeo style? And what different positions were you in when you were having sex? Objection, Your Honor. Overruled. It's relevant. Give us all the details. Okay, so in a deposition, this is revealed, and that they dropped her that case goes out the window. She dropped that lawsuit. She got fucked because she fucked. Yeah, she got fucked because she got fucked. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was a little thing. Lucky I, you. So yeah, I didn't get in trouble. And you know, like the important thing is that nobody was really hurt. Sure. Um, and we don't know if she had chronic back pain or if she was just trying to get some money out of me. But she was trying to get some money out of me. Sure. Um, I did get uh, like things went amuck for me senior year. And is this the whole crutches thing? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The, um, the, uh, the night before classes started, senior year, I was, uh, we were all partying. And I uh, was karate fighting with a friend. Okay. I was out on the porch. So this is uh, uh, before school even starts? The, the day before school Got starts. It. Okay. And I, we were messing around karate fighting and I accidentally kicked through. I threw a fake kick. And he sort of pushed me to the side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my yeah. foot went through a, a French door. Oh, which is one of those like, glass window pane doors. Yeah. And uh, and then I fell and my leg, you know, sort of dragged out. Oh. And, you know, we we got up and like, he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah. And we kept play fighting. And there were some girls out on the porch. And, and one of them was like, oh, my God, I think you, you cut yourself. Yeah. And I looked down and there was some blood. I was like, oh, it's okay. And we kept play fighting. And all of a sudden she started screaming. She's like, no, you really cut yourself. Oh, my God. And I looked down, and I had cut myself down to the bone. Oh! And uh, and so then, like we—that's grosser than the herpes sore. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Something to think about a, a herpes sore that's being split because a dude is drinking. Yeah, right. Are you bangy? Yeah. Okay, but you're sliced to the bone. Now. Sliced you're to the bone. Fucked up to know it. Yeah. And so now we we walk to the car to go to the ER. Yeah. And, like, one of my feet is dry, is on dry ground. The other one is just flopping around and, like, in a swamp. Oh, blood. Blood. Oh, my God. Blood. Oh. So we went to the ER, and and the guy was like, uh, you know, it turned out I had severed my Achilles tendon. Ugh. And, um, but, um, you know, he was like, how did you do this? And, of course, I wanted to protect the, the house. Right, right. And I was like, oh, I slipped on some apple peels. I, like that was my excuse, <laughs> and the doctor. The doc. That's how the doctor reacted. He was like, "Apple peels? Come on, give me a real story." I was like, right. "I'm telling you, apple peels." He's like, right. "You want me to write that down on the report?" I was like, "I slipped on apple peels." Okay. So he. You now know. you were like, "Don't fucking worry about how it happened. Just fix yeah, it. Mind your own fucking." What do you fucking care? Yeah. I was taking a walk. That's how it happened. Clearly, it's a fucking ripped the Achilles tennis fix it. Yeah, just do your fucking What does job. it matter how it happened? Yeah. No, I'm not like that, Queen. I'm jolly. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but he did, you know, I made him write down apple peels. I don't know. Like, he was okay. like, right, whatever. Fuck okay. it. Anyway, 44 stitches. The, the, Achilles, the Achilles tendon wasn't severed all the way through. It was hanging on by a thread. Oh, it boy. Was, and, uh, so, which would have been... Which is better than it snapping fully. I mean, it's like, sure. where they have to go get it. Sure. Oh, my God. But now, and if you want to hear pain, Ugh. so he was like, okay, now you do have to get antibiotics for this in the morning. And so you have to wake up, you know, get there to the pharmacy opening bell. Yeah. And fill out these prescriptions. Right. 
and uh, you know you want to get your pain medication. You're gonna you know get these antibiotics, and so I didn't fall asleep that night. Okay. And I was up at the crack of dawn because this is a serious. I mean, like I had a huge yeah you know okay. opening with stitches you know all yeah, the way yeah, down my sure, leg, sure, sure. and. Uh, so I tried to get people up to drive me downtown, and nobody <laughs> it was would like wake a up. Saturday morning. Well, no, I mean, it was, you know, it was like it was probably like a Friday morning. Okay. And like none of the brothers were taking early classes or anything like that. It was yeah. the first day of school, but like no, I couldn't wake anybody up. This is yeah. like seven a.m. and classes haven't even started. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna walk downtown. Okay, that's dumb. Yeah, on my crutches. Right. And uh, I walked out. And there was a stone fire or a stone porch. Yeah. And it was teeming outside not raining okay like a light drizzle okay and the first thing that happened was my my crutch the the one on the, on the, <laughs> my right crutch slipped and shot out and right. i was falling to my right which was you know the side that i had injured oh. and so out of a reflex i i stepped out with my right foot oh. to stop myself from falling and it felt like every stitch tore out of my foot oh my god and i hit the floor i like screaming in pain out on right. the out on the porch just screaming and is anyone hearing you? Not in our house. Right. But that, <laughs> but that is the most uh, amount. And had you ripped the stitches? I had not ripped the stitches. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. It's the most pain I have ever been you in. You just were lying. I could just see it. Your crutch, your leg bend, your crutch on the side. It's raining. You're in a fetal position crying on the porch. Hangover. No one hears you. Hangover. You're hungover. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was funny because I, I was walking. I was, you know, walking downtown. And actually, one of our friends, his sister was randomly visiting. His younger sister okay. was up. I, you know, so random that she would be there that weekend. But I ran into her doing the walk of shame back to our fraternity. She was like oh. seven, 17 or something oh, like God. that. Oh, God. Okay. And uh, anyway, so we chatted for a moment. <laughs> Hi, what are you doing? <laughs> we, Nothing. What are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, and then I went and got, got my thing. And then I, I couldn't, I had to keep my foot elevated for two weeks. Right. And it was really hard for me to get to classes. And yeah. so, like, I wound up not going to the first two weeks of classes. Oh, I must have fucked up your uh, 4.0 GPA. It was damaging <laughs> to my my 4.2 extra credit GPA. Right. So you had a lot of problems. I mean, and, and ultimately... Well, what, you know, what's happening, I'd fallen so far behind in school. Right. Like, you and I had, like, I couldn't go to classes. Right. So I was just behind. Like, you and I had a class, a film class uh-huh. together. And there, like, I was supposed to write a paper uh-huh. for that professor on, on, like, the films we had we had watched. Yeah. And I remember, like, I had the balls or the stupidity to... The paper I wrote was from the perspective of somebody... Like, this is my thesis statement. I was like, I am going to write this paper from the perspective of somebody who hasn't attended these classes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote a whole bullshit paper. Right. And, Brilliant. And uh, I came back. He's like, Steve, can I talk to you? And he just gave it to me. And there was just an F on the paper. This is like our, like a midterm paper or something like that. And right. I remember like I, I walked out of his office and I mm-hmm. spit on it and put it in the garbage can. <laughs> and he, right. he didn't go for my ruse. And was that the last fucking nail in your coffin at college? That was the last thing. I was so far behind. I went home for Thanksgiving right. and stayed home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. And I didn't come back. And that was a little depressing because that was like, you know, I was on a cane. Yeah, I remember. We were living in New York at the time. Yeah, we were. We had our apartment in the in the village. Yeah, Jay and I, and uh, you spent a lot of time on that couch. <laughs> I did, I did, and my dad wasn't psyched. Like that was, you know, I'm pretty sure we've told the story, but like this is when he had his friend over. Right. Yeah, we told that story. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I limped. I limped out in the afternoon, 
still hungover because you know you get you and I and, and Jay would uh, you know <laughs> would always party but you know hey look it's uh, you know you drop out of college and um, we started the group and here I am yeah boom doing a podcast so the 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 wrap up between the two back to school episodes are that crime you got pays. kicked out crime of pays. you got kicked out of high school crime pays don't study and then you dropped out of college <laughs> yeah, but because I repeated a year of high school, which was five years, and then I did three and change of my senior year, I've done eight years of high school and college. Sure, sure. And I'm going to take that to the bank. Okay, okay. I'm going to chew that to the bank. Okay, good. You told the story about high school and how the things happened to you and led to how, you know, it led to you going to college where you met people that you ended up working with. Right? It's true. And then I dropped out senior year and you guys to were... To come work with us. You guys were... I didn't drop out to come work with you. Well... But you guys uh, you guys were in New York. Yeah. And I lived in New York. Yep. And then, you know, who knows how... It, I mean, I had already d- made the decision to drop out. Yep. But then we decided, hey, let's do some shows. Sure. So it's and, all, and then the rest is history. Yeah. It's good fortune. So it worked out okay. It's fine. Yeah. You and I are sitting here doing a podcast. Here we are. This is it. Bada boom. Here we go, everybody. All right, let's wrap hey, it up. Hey, you know what? If We should tell people, because uh, I think this is going to go up on uh, Wednesday. We're going to be in Nashville. Yeah. So if you guys are around, come out to the show in Nashville. Maybe we'll, we'll plug it. we probably plug it at the top, but yeah, let's plug we, it at the end. I have a feeling we did. Yeah. Let's plug it at the end. Anyway, if you're in Nashville, don't forget. Come see us. October 3rd through 5th, we'll be at Zany's. Yeah. Yeah, Zany's in Nashville. One of the first places we ever performed. Yeah. Love going back there. It'll be rowdy. It's, it's always gonna be great. a great show there. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Great. Um, all right. All right. Don't forget to chew it, everybody. Good talking to you people. Thanks for driving in the car with us. We'll catch you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.